y'all and welcome back to another episode of long live relationships it's me laria and it's me tristan and this week we're going to be discussing is love really blind there are several shows or popular shows on Netflix and Lifetime, Married at First Sight, Love is Blind, um, wrapped its first season, and we're going to talk about all that goodness today and what you think couples should be discussing when they are part of these shows. Ready to get started, Tris? Yep, I guess so. All right, let's go. So, Loria, we've been watching all these random shows that you somehow found on Netflix through popularity of Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. Uh, let's see. What did we watch? Too Hot to Handle, uh, Married at First Sight, and what was the other one? Love is Love Blind. Love is Blind, yeah. The, the whole point of the show. Um, so yeah, these are some really interesting shows, and it really paints a picture of, I guess, how people are supposed to fall in love, or giving this alternative idea of love in a very quick fashion. But it doesn't seem like out of all the shows we've watched, there's only been one couple that's actually been married, or stayed married, even through their reunion. How do you feel about these shows? Like, is, is this a realistic view there's, of love? First of all, or? there have been more than one couple that have stayed married with these shows. Well, the season so, I've watched, I've only seen one married couple. Which one? Nine? Season nine, the one that was in Charlotte. Okay, that's fair, but you have two couples. You have Deanna and Greg, and you have the crazy people, Beth and Jamie. Well, you might want to be specific to what show we're talking about. Married at First Sight, season nine, based here in Charlotte. Okay. So, you want to know what do I think about the show? About the shows in general, just the approach to love. Um, for... For the people that participate in the experiment, I say kudos. It is not something that I could foresee myself doing. Maybe it's because I really don't prefer to be in front of a camera um, and have things documented. But I also don't like the idea of marrying somebody that I don't know. And then immediately going on a honeymoon and then immediately moving in with them. And then all within an eight-week time period. So I think it's a cool experiment because you have experts that strategically match people um, that they think are good fits. But I don't think it'll be a good fit for me. Okay. So conceptually, do you feel like this is better than the other two? So let's give a breakdown. So that was Married at First Sight. Love is Blind, for those who haven't seen it, is where... I forgot how many people it was. I think it was about the same amount of couples. Maybe they started off with like 16, but I think only four ultimately decided that they were going to go through and get married or whatnot. But basically, you got four couples who are in these like hydrotech pods, never see each other, and they have to make an emotional connection. And then based off their emotional connection, they have to then propose um, to one another. And then once they propose... They'll get to see each other after they've proposed. Um, and then they have to continue through an experiment to determine whether or not that they're going to continue to be married or stay married or whatever the case may be. And then the other one was Too Hot to Handle. Too hot to handle. <laughs> um, you want to talk about that one? 
well, wasn't too hot to handle the one where they were in relationships and they went to this island and then they were separated from their person. Yes, or that was that might have been Temptation Island. Oh yeah, we've been watching a lot. Forgot about Temptation Island. No, too hot. Too hot to handle was. um, Oh, where they were not supposed to have sex. Yes, so they have this money. It's like almost so they have like a hundred thousand dollar grand prize, and they're supposed to be like the world's hottest people that they bring to this island from social media. From social media, and essentially it's like an even amount of girls, even amount of guys. And it's almost like a retro real world, except, you know, they, they, they have all the things to party, everything like this, turn up. And then they have like 24 hour period in which they're like, oh, I could see me, you know, smashing this chick on, you know, night one or, oh, he's really hot. So, you know, we're, we're going to take him down type stuff. And then after a while, once they start getting super touchy Philly, they have this like electronic voice Robot. similar to Alexa. Um, that just gives them rules and instruction that works their every move. And there's a total pot of $100,000 for, I think it's maybe four to six weeks, give or take, yeah. where they're not supposed to have sex. Now, however, if, or, or any intimacy moments either, so they can't kiss, all this other good stuff. And so if they do that, then they lose the money. It's deducted. They're fined yeah. and it's deducted from the overall pot. So... Where we're getting at here after explaining all these three shows, when we go back to the title, there's people that supposedly have fallen in love. So the idea for all these shows really is to test your willpower or show you in a different way of finding your lifelong partner and finding that commitment. But your ultimate goal is to do that through other ways of communication, uh, other forms of non-physical intimacy and things of that nature. But it's in an extremely short period of time, so it kind of messes with your ego or your psyche a little bit. In what way? Well, if you've been around somebody, let's even say for two weeks straight, Mm -hmm. you have no phone. You know, you have no you have no communication with the outside world. Chances are that after about a few days, you're probably going to be somewhat delirious, and you're going to start feeling maybe things that you haven't felt before or you're gonna make up in your head the feelings that you feel and you start falling for somebody or falling in love do you disagree or Mm. so here's the thing and i'll use married at first sight um i feel like diana and greg had they met outside of the experiment they would have hit it off anyway right now, do I think, I think the exercises that the experts have help them dig deeper in their communication. So for the couples who hit it off, I don't think they become delirious or anything because they're really into getting to know the person that they've married. But I think it could be tougher for those couples who, are, who have trepidation like, I could see them losing their mind, but not the couples that are into each other. Because think about it. If you just meet somebody and you're really into them, you want to spend time with them. Like, you want to get to know them. You want to learn the ins and outs. And they've been put into a situation where they're forced to spend that time with them. So, 
they essentially have uninterrupted outside of work and that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know if you really answered my question, but... Um, what was the question, Teresa? The, the question... What was the question? Exactly. See, now you didn't, you didn't mix me up. Either way, the point is, mm-hmm. I said something along the lines of them being delirious because they're confined to one another with no outside connection. But that's yeah. I did answer your question. Well, if, you specifically spoke on one couple, but then you said that these exercises that the experts give. What I'm saying is, it has nothing to do with the exercises whatsoever. It has, what I'm saying has everything to do with them just being around each other. Because, again, well, throughout these shows, everybody is going through an accelerated process to ultimately fall in love or find love Mm -hmm. so once all the cameras are off and you know it's kind of like real life or time is going by do you know and they the nostalgia or the honeymoon stages kind of shake off do you really care about that person for who they are or are we just looking at the the life we've lived over the last few weeks and think, oh my god, this is super good and I can see this forever. So, do you think, with that being said, do you think that a lot of people who participate in these experiments, um, do you think they're clouded in their judgment because of the cameras? Like, do you think there's a, a coaching that occurs to where... They fetishize. I'm not. I'm not sure what you're asking about coaching. Like, okay, because it's TV, you have to have ratings and stuff like that. So when there's when they spend time with these people, all this time or whatever, like, do you think the producers or whomever are kind of boosting them up to react a certain way? Because when we talk about the cameras going away, it is a different. I yeah, think people so will saying, behave okay. differently. So you're saying is it scripted? Okay. So for the possibly, I think for the other two shows that were more like reality shows, Too Hot to Handle and Love is Blind, I feel like a lot of that was scripted. Okay. In a way where you could see some cliche moments. Because again, we're watching the show and it's like, well, who in the hell in their right mind would make these decisions like these life decisions like someone's like oh i gave up my entire life and career to come find love (laughs) i i don't know anybody personally that's that extremely desperate that's gonna be like yeah i have my own business at home and i shut it down to come find love okay that's fair and it's the you know the crazy part about it is the people aren't like bad looking or anything like that so it's just like is it are you, is your is your dating really that much of a struggle, or you know is this your come up is this your come up to your TV personality, but you know I think that's that married at first sight though we're we're talking about this and watching it, um, I felt like they used regular people, fair enough. So whereas other ones you see personalities, other these are just like oh these are some regular people. Like, they actually have, like, regular lives, and you can actually see, like, real emotions 
real emotions and stuff like that through the process. Agreed. So, I don't know. It Again, it's one of the things of, I guess we got to go back to the question of, is love blind? Because there's no, I guess with what they say with love, there's no timetable in which one could or can fall in love. I mean, I've heard, you know, you've heard stories of people knowing each other for, like, outside of these experiences, knowing each other for, like, three weeks, or, you know, they say the first time they seen somebody, they knew they loved them, never had a conversation with them, never met. Yeah, I don't I mean, understand that, but to each his own. I mean, you don't have to understand it, but exactly. you, think you think it's possible. I can't speak to it, because I've never experienced it. So, I'm not asking you about your own experience, I'm asking you simply, is it possible? Are you getting tested? No, Loretta. You're, you, so you want to base everything off of what you've gone through and what you experienced. This ain't about you. I didn't say it was about me. But I'm also, I have to rely on my experience. So let me rephrase for you, Tristan. I haven't experienced, nor do I know anyone that has said they met somebody and immediately knew that they loved them. So is it possible? Sure. Do I know anyone that has experienced it? No. Okay. That, I mean, that's fine. But again, we're, we're basing this off of... I gave you my answer. Right. But we're basing this I off of... I gave you my answer. What we're, so, we're basing this off what we saw. Uh-huh. How are you going to be able to provide the fluidity of just an opinion if you're going to base it off of what you've gone through? I don't know. I guess because I can no, that's not that's not how life works. To who? In general. Okay, that's fine. That's why. So the- let me ask you a question, because you're doing a lot of yapping right now. So, do you think that you could participate in one of these types of experience or experiments? I mean, I, I personally, I would have no desire to. That's fair. Um, I mean, I get the conceptually. I think it's cool. But I would have no desire to. One, I wouldn't have the patience to deal with all the the crap that they got to go through. All these little, you know, activities and trying to make it work. And I think it's more so the immediate commitment that you have to make. Because a lot of these people seem like they're they're the hopeless romantics of all of all time. And you know, fortunately, there's been a couple couples that have made it work, and shout out to them, we're proud of them. But at the same time, I think it's, I feel like you have to be in a different spot or in a different place in your life to for this to work. Because having to give up things, having to kind of put your life on hold, having to expose your life, like, for quote-unquote love, I mean, I, I don't know. I just I feel like it, you could be setting yourself up for a lot of things that you may or may not want in the future, especially in your partner, because you're trying to force yourself to love someone in such a short period of time. Okay. Okay. Because I think, I think the biggest thing really that I guess comes to mind is when you're getting the... And maybe, maybe you can get a lot out of somebody within a six-week period when you spend probably majority of your waking hours with them. 
And then for a little bit of time, you end up going to your normal job if you're working or if you run your own business. But I don't know. It's one of those things where, to me, I feel like it'd be hard to develop your style of communication, understanding a person for really who they are, uh, really getting to know their family. Um, I don't know. This is a lot that I feel like while, again, when you first date somebody in those first months or so, it's technically the honeymoon stage. And then once you get comfortable with one another, then, I don't know, that's the... That's the biggest part. Mm-hmm. So, do you believe that love is blind? What do you mean? Like, okay. For... Hmm. Like, we know you wouldn't participate in like a marriage at first sight. But, do you believe that sight unseen, you could possibly develop emotional ties to a person so sight unseen so i would never get like a picture right anything like that right well i mean i'm pretty sure you can i don't think it's impossible to develop an emotional connection with somebody that you've never seen like i mean i I feel like you know, just by, if, if you connect with somebody by conversation or you have similarities or each person's a good listener and you guys talk about your days and your problems and whatever the case may be, you get, you help each other get through whatever point in life you're getting through. I definitely feel like, you know, the emotional connection or that, that, that connection can be made. However, I do think that the depending on what you're told about that person. So you may be able to describe the person, you know, through words, but I think it's a lot different if you ever get to the point where you get that, you get to put eyes on them, have the physical thing. Cool. Cool deal. Nice. Sounds good. So as you are watching these shows with me, um, What type of questions do you think people should ask during these like short time periods? Because as we know, communication styles evolve, like they're constantly changing with the couple. But what do you think are good questions to ask in a six to eight week period? Well, I think they, the one of the questions need to be real, like, it seems like all the questions are around feelings and trying to get one person open up or one person not being vulnerable or let's talk about your, you know, your sex language or intimacy language. I did a little research on my own. I don't, I don't, I don't know if these people are getting paid or if not. They, they get paid like $150 per diem. That might be true or they might get like a flat, like 20, 15 to 20 K over the course of the, the show. So, I think that we need to be asking each other, or people on the show need to be asking, what 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 the finances look like, because one person wasn't working, one person was working for their father, one person was 
you know, fresh out of school. Another person, I mean, they all seem to do be doing decently well. But I think the conversation needs to be had about, okay, do you have any debt? Do you have any student loans? Because that, that could be a make or break for somebody because one person may not be in debt. Then another person could be, you know, swamped in debt. Like, I think I read, like, some of the past seasons, some person, after they got married, was like, oh, yeah, so I have about $35,000 in debt. And the their partner was debt-free, and it was like, it freaked them out. And I don't know if they stayed together, but this was, like, just highlights of past shows. Um, you know, obviously... I think one person asked about kids. I think that's important because I think everybody has this notion of marriage. Um, I think all the couples did on married at first sight season. Nine. I think the experts asked them if they wanted kids, and some of them lied about, yeah, you know, I want kids right away. Oh yeah, Jamie and Elizabeth, they did lie, but they really don't want them. Yeah. And but they had the conversation. Yeah, though, they had the conversation, so. which is good. But yeah, I think those are important. Um, you know. What type of lifestyle do you want to live? What's important to you? Uh, what are your hobbies? Um, you know, I don't know if you want to go. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, maybe talk about your family dynamics, I guess. Uh, maybe your friends. But I think you got to, I think you do got to dig into the, if you're going to accelerate the process, you got to ask all the hard questions. Such as? I just named some. Okay, I guess. Well, I mean, what what, do you, what would you ask? Like, you so, ask me. you're absolutely correct. I've been waiting on you to ask me a question. I would definitely be asking, you know, does your family have a history of abuse? Whether it be physical, mental, emotional. I don't know you from a can of paint. So, yes, I need to know. I need to know about your background. I need to know your family history. Um, I would definitely be asking about kids. I would ask about goals. Um, I think that's about it. Outside of, cause I like to talk about feelings. Yeah. So I think, like, I think the way a person responds to the emotional type of questions says a lot about who they are. And then my intuition is kind of going to tell me if it's BS or not. Right. Because you can say all the right things and that not be any of what you really want. Mm-hmm. So, I pick up on that, I think. So, okay. So, that's a, those are fair questions. Um, do you think that in this short period of time that intimacy is important because that's this is a like big, sex i mean sex just i guess i mean there's different levels of intimacy so you have the physical which is can be sexual or non-sexual you have the you know the emotional intimacy um you know you have kind of like that active intimacy so like different activities and stuff like that that kind of draw you closer to one another but i guess more so you know it is let, let's let's focus more so on the physical. So, okay, is the is is sex important if in these accelerated time frames? Because some people f- feel that it is, because if you're gonna spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want to know that you're compatible. 
Right. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, I don't nah, know you. We just met, so so we should get to know each other first, and so if I, it happens, it happens. Well, I think that's funny because yes, sex is very important, right? And for the people who are like, no, I just met you, you know, I don't have sex with you. The contradiction or the offset to that would be, but you married me at first sight. You see what I'm saying? Like, but you married me and you didn't know me. So one shouldn't outweigh the other. Now, yes, you have soul ties and all this and all that. Um, for me, I think physical certainly needs to be addressed. Um, I don't, I think everybody grown. So if you decide to have sex with your husband, um, then I don't see anything wrong with that. But I think if you decide not that you don't want to have sex within the experiment time frame, then I think that needs to be discussed very early on into the quote unquote marriage. Because what you don't want to happen is your partner is physically attracted to you and sees, oh yeah, we should be having sex because we're married, but you got your hang up, kind of like you said, but I think it needs to be addressed because you have to find a meeting, a meeting ground. So even like in other relationships, like you have to be able to say, look, this is something I like, this is something I don't like, or et cetera. But I do think physical intimacy is important. Right. So like with that, I guess, because obviously, I guess some people in these experiments clearly are when they're matched up more, a lot more attracted and mm-hmm. they can instantly feel like that energy. And it's like, yeah, we just want to hop on each other. Right. Versus the other people who are like, eh, they're cute. And, you know, I, I think I like them a lot. But, you know, we're going to have to wait. Do you think that there is a checklist of items that's like, <sighs> all this has to happen before we get to that point? Or I really think it depends on the person. Like... Honestly, if I'm feeling somebody and that physical attraction is super high and like we got real high chemistry, no harm, no foul, we probably gonna have sex. Like, I can't say that you have to check, 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 check all these items off of a mm-hmm. list before we do anything. Um, but I do think it still depends on the situation. Right. So now with that being said, because I mean obviously that's a big deal for a lot of people because then it kind of determines their... I'm going to say this makes a decision like right then and there of, okay, you know what? We're good, so you know this relationship's going to be okay. But, you know, what if, you know, sex happens and for one person it's really good or great for that matter, but the other person's like, ah, it was okay. You know, do you feel like that takes an emotional toll on somebody or well, do you have to or do you have to keep to keep going a few times to kind of really find that balance because that's a communication but exactly well so too. but that you just kind of answered it because it certainly is communication um in regards to just a sexual compatibility so if it's not hitting for you then you should you should feel comfortable enough to address it. And fortunately for the people that participate in this stuff, they have experts. So if they have difficulty 
asking those questions, then they should be able to reach out to the experts for some help in guiding how to have those discussions because you should absolutely be like, oh, this was trash. I mean, mm-hmm. say it a little nicer than that, but you should be able to have that conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's part of it. Um, so, I mean, you know, going along the lines of with the attraction, you know, I think it seemed like a lot of them felt like, again, that sex was a deal, like a make or break type deal in the relationship. And even to, even for some that maybe weren't as attracted to one another at first, but then all of a sudden the attraction level got, got there. Um, you know, do you believe that even in, I guess, just naturally, um, if you see somebody for the first time and you're like, oh, you know, they're okay, they're cool. Like, you might not necessarily have that attraction right away. But somehow, shape, or form, y'all start talking just on a regular basis. You know, whether it's... And it it's, grows? Yeah, well, well, let me finish. Oh. Like, y'all y'all just start talking. Not, not I'm not saying, like, talking, talking, like, the talking. But, you know, you... you you have maybe mutual friends or you're in mutual locations from time to time. And then, you know, through friendship, you become attracted to one another or one person becomes attracted to another person or they you build that. Do you think that's possible? Yes. Attraction can always change. Just like you can be immensely attracted to somebody in the beginning and lose that attraction. Works both ways. You can grow into an attraction and you can lose an immediate attraction. What do you think the cause of the loss would be? And then mm-hmm. what do you think the cause of, like, what do you think in your mind? Well, one, have you ever gone through that? Like, where? Well, now you ask me about my personal. And to answer your question, yes, I have. You want to elaborate? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if my mom listening to this. But, yes, I've had a very high physical attraction to somebody and have had a sexual relationship with them or situationship, however you want to call it. And then they exhibit real life behaviors and I don't, it makes them unattractive to me. So then I would lose attraction. Well, I mean, that, that, that's an interesting choice of words. Real life behavior. Um, okay, so they be- I mean, I can, they show their true self. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to interpret that. I, I mean, I can interpret that. But what really what I was saying is why it's an interesting choice of words is in that example, or like a lot of examples, a lot of, let's say, situationships start physical. And maybe one person has stronger, other stronger feelings than others versus not. And then somebody shows, you know, a real life situation or their true colors and you realize like, uh, you know, but that's why you don't get, but so, okay. But I, you know, I just don't, I just don't see us clicking on other pages. So, and this is definitely another episode because situationships tend to not progress into relationships and I mean, if we're in a situation, shit, we just kicking it. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. So, for me and my example, we were attempting to go the relationship route, but uh uh-uh. uh. Which I think a lot of times people 
whether they say it or not, there's always one party that feels like it could be more, whether it's expressed or not expressed. Gotcha. And, yeah, I mean, we can talk on that a little bit more as well. But, yeah, I mean, so that's the, so the biggest, the biggest thing really is from a communication standpoint, again, you don't, you don't get to see this person before you marry him. You, you, you know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm married yeah, first time too. I mean, um, a lot of each other, you know absolutely nothing about these folks. Um, but you, but your, but your, but your psyche is to develop the strong feelings for people. I mean, again, while these are TV shows, family and friends were are important to a lot of these people, especially from a support standpoint. In my mind, I'm like, how many friends and family will really support that outlandish of an idea when it comes to well. a life-changing event? And I'm not saying that it's impossible, but I'm thinking from, you know, your mama's standpoint, your, oh, I know your grandparents' standpoint, like, oh yeah, so, you know, I've been single for like six years, but by the way, next week, um, yeah, I'm getting married, and I want you to there, or, and I want you to walk me down the aisle. How do you feel about that? That's kind of, I feel like that's a lot of pressure that you put on your people, and Quite frankly, it's confusing because it's like it's, it's some stuff that's coming out of left field, but but I'm it, sure it, these people have talked to their family or whatever about going into this type of experiment. So, say for instance, you go to a casting call, right, and you share it with your parents, your close family, or whatever. And then you do get matched. And then you have to tell them, hey, I got matched. And I think while it is still a huge change, like event change or whatever, um, if they know about the experiment going in, then they should know that there's a possibility. Like, But they could also be like, okay, then they'll get matched, you know. And then if they do, it's like, oh, snap. Like, But they always have the option to not go. But a lot of it is... I'm going to support you just because you're my daughter or because you're my son type thing. Right. And I think that, I mean, it's a risk that they take. They know what it is going into the... Look, I, I mean, it, it's a big risk. I mean, like, I know how states are because we're... So, one of the conversations that we were having, because the way, the, the way of these shows is weird and the layout is just like, they make it seem like it's all unicorns and fairies and like, like this stuff happens on a regular day basis. As if this is like normal life, and you know we're like, okay, so if they get married, and they gotta sign this, you know, they gotta do their marriage license, especially here in North Carolina, which I think there was like a thirteen episode season. We didn't see the marriage license till like season eight after or episode eight after their one month anniversary. So the big thing is at the eight week period, they're asked if they want to get a divorce. And all these people are like, oh no, marriage is built on these strong principles and foundations. And then like the next day, somebody gets in a fight and they're like, no, I hate this marriage. I don't ever want, I hate this person's guts. So I think. Which those are traits to, of regular relationships versus. Right, but I also think that 
and I hope this is not too judgy, but a lot of people like the idea of being married. Um, or a lot of people, to me anyway, like the idea of saying, I have a husband, I have a wife. Um, yeah, and that's... once you get into a marriage and you're doing the work, it could become too much for some people. Yeah, I mean, so, I told, uh, let's see, you told me that and then like, the, the not me directly, but like you told me that from one of the people that was on the show, like right, and I think the the crazy part is the person, they the person that they were in, they didn't end up staying because the it was the guy who told the girl that she was that she enough. wasn't mature enough or ready to be a wife and that she liked the idea of being a wife. Right, and crazy, and, and I mean it takes a lot from people to say. I mean I've told that the people before like the idea of like they'll see other folks in relationships or they'll see us in relationships we're like you know i like what you guys got going on or, oh, oh it's so much work uh, i want to do you know it just seems so great and so special i'm like all right well one are you ready for the headache of being in a relationship what two, you mean headache you know what i mean don't don't be acting like that and two like it's a good headache and but what i mean is if you ask somebody, oh, man, I want a man just like this, or I want a woman like this, and I want them to marry me. Okay, cool. You get this person. What are you going to do with them? How are you going to treat them? Do you even know how to be in a relationship? Which I think is a struggle for some people. And not to say that there's the this is how you be in a relationship handbook, but I also think there is ways that you can prepare yourself one, you know, knowing and loving yourself, and then two, kind of knowing what's what you're compatible with, with versus trying to have this list of things that you require in a person, or just you think you require in a person to I make have it a work list. in a relationship. Who cares about your list? Oh, you better care about my list. It don't matter. Your list is irrelevant now. No, it's not. Who who you do who you do you tell the list to? <laughs> It doesn't matter. I'm here, so I made I made the list. You didn't make the list. You just I had the all the qualifications that were on my list. This is the same difference. No. No, it's not. But yeah, I mean, people. That I think that's the hard part, though, with the whole experiment test. Because, yeah, I get it. The, yeah, and these and the funny thing with like Mary at first sight, it seems it's very different from these other reality love shows and stuff like that. Is the folks were a little bit older versus like some of the younger shows or younger people where they're like 22, 23. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to give up on my life and really haven't lived life. Um, but at the same time, it's like, again, people fantasize about, well, I'm getting older, you know, I'm ready to have these kids. And if I don't find anybody now, I'm never going to find anybody. Like, if, like life is over for them. And so... Yeah, I mean, I think it takes a different kind of character. No, no judgment on a person, but you know, it's one of those things where you just have to learn the person, and if it works out, it works out. If not, well, most of them didn't work out. So not most; it was half. It wasn't even half. It was most. There were four relationships. There were four marriages. If you look at the, the if you go and read the the history, Two. so out of all nine seasons. Okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, okay, okay. It's like 25%. Okay, fair. But, okay, fair. 
Whatever. That's fair. So Tristan, you told me that you wouldn't participate and you knew I wouldn't participate in it. Um, but I do think that communication is one of the biggest things that these couples have to have in these experiments. Um, and it has to be below the surface communication. Um, so we want to hear from you guys. Do you guys watch Married at First Sight? What season are you on? Did you catch the Charlotte season? Because I think those couples are really dope. Um, and it was just good to see people in our city participating in these experiments. Um, as always, please reach out to us on Instagram at LLR Podcast. That is our name. And then we would also like you guys to email us, you know, what is your experience? What do you like about these shows? What don't you like? Do you think it's believable? Um, our email address is longliverelations at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. Right, Tris? Right. Say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Have a good week, guys.